good, isn't he? You can be seated this evening for a few moments. And Tina, would you load Matthew 6, 9 through 13, New King James? Sorry, I didn't get to you right before service. Um, we're going to be talking about being kingdom-minded in 2024, week two. Uh, Nat Han said... The kingdom of God is available to you in the here and now. But the question is whether you're available to the kingdom. The kingdom of God is available to you. The question is, are you available to the kingdom? And we're going to read this in just a minute. And you can pull that up in a moment if you will. Thank you so much. Uh, my heart and my goal for this year, starting off, was to... Um, talk about being kingdom-minded through the month of January. And I got to kick it off in January, the first week, and then with weather and circumstances and uh, a cough I had, just different things, I didn't get to get back up here until this week. So we're gonna pick back up. But the first week of January, we studied from Matthew 6.33 where Jesus gave instruction, and you probably know this, so as I start it, you can say it with me, to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. And we talked about that. The takeaway from the verse is it's our responsibility as believers to continually seek God's kingdom in all its manifestations, hungering and thirsting after righteousness, praying for God's presence and power in our own life and in our corporate gatherings. And as we seek him first, what did he promise? Everything we need would be added to us. Powerful, powerful verse that God has given to us. When you look at Colossians 3, 1 through 3, it puts it in this context. If then you were raised with Christ, how many in here is a new creation? You've asked Jesus into your heart. You're a new creation in Christ. If you've been raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Not only seek but set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth, for you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. So we're to seek him first and we're to set our mind on things that are above. How many of you know, how many of you, your mind is constantly being bombarded and distracted and overwhelmed at times with just thoughts and anxieties and pressures. So he instructs us to seek him first and to set our mind on things above. Jonathan Edwards said, the seeking of the kingdom of God is the chief business of the Christian life. The kingdom, his kingdom, is an everlasting kingdom. It's an unshakable kingdom, a kingdom that has no limits and it has no ends. And I don't know about you, but just those verses right there, that his kingdom is an unshakable kingdom and an everlasting kingdom, brings a lot of peace to me. Because we are living in a time when everything that can be shaken is being shaken. 
Things are being tried. Uh, uh, people are wavering from one end of the spectrum to the other. But his kingdom of truth stands firm through every shift, every wind, everything that comes and everything that goes. So I'm thankful for an everlasting kingdom. And when you look at Luke 17, 21, as believers, this is important for us to grasp. His kingdom dwells in us. Jesus was asked, when will your kingdom come? Where will it be? And Jesus said, it's not in a, in a place or a location necessarily. The kingdom of God is in you. This building, when everyone leaves, it's a building. And to me, it's a sacred building. It's set apart. But you're the church. You're God's address. You carry his presence. And his kingdom works through us. As we seek his kingdom, we are intentionally positioning ourselves to host his presence. We can't take this lightly, especially in the day that we're living. There's been a word that's just been going over and over in my spirit that I'm trying to grab a hold of, though I've heard it most of my life that I can remember, and it's that word abiding, abiding. He that abides, you know, he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High, that's abiding. Abide in the vine. Apart from him, you can do nothing. And so um, when we put him first, we're hosting his presence. The kingdom of God is God's activity and involvement in human events. In order for him to accomplish his will and his purpose and to reveal himself to his people. Do you all know that God wants to make himself known? He wants to manifest himself to us. He's constantly seeking out moments to draw our attention to him. He wants us to know him. He'll even chase us down when we do foolish things. When we make mistakes. When we blow it. He loves us so much. Wants us to know him that he'll pursue us. He'll come after us. He'll leave the 99 and go after the one. That's how much he loves us. That's the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is present. It's now. It's God desiring to express himself in the earth like he did Sunday. How many of you love that hug from heaven Sunday? I don't know about you, but I needed that. I was expecting God to do to, to, to meet us here, but that totally blew me out of the water. And then Sunday night again, because he loves us, that's kingdom. The kingdom of God is here. It's now. It's God desiring to express himself powerfully in all his ways in and on the earth. He wants to be involved in it with his people and he wants to display his power through his church. And we are the church. We're the gateway for the glory of God to dwell. We're the riverbed. Out of your belly 
rivers of living water will flow. Sometimes we're waiting for something extraordinary to happen around us and God is all the while trying to do something in us. Let that sink in. Let that sink in for a moment. Jesus said in Luke 12, 32, fear not little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Seek first, what? The kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Get that scripture verse down in your spirit and seek him above all else. This week I wanna look at becoming kingdom minded in our prayer life. Tim talked about touching Jesus through our prayers this past Sunday night, it was so powerful. If you didn't get to be here, I encourage you to go back and watch it on live stream. It was so powerful. And I want to just continue in that vein because this has been stirring in my spirit for about three weeks. Um, let me just get a drink here. Ed Stetzner said, Prayer is one of the primary vehicles by which God delivers us into the middle of his plans and purposes. Prayer positions us to hear from God, to be used by God, and to release his kingdom in the earth. Prayer is so important. Don't ever get hung up that you don't know how to pray, or you don't have the right words, or you're, you don't feel spiritual enough to pray. Prayer at the heart is communion with God. It's conversation with God. It's it's. It's, it's petition, but it's thanksgiving, and it's also worship, and it's intercession. But it positions us. And I love when I read in the scriptures, and I, I want to encourage you from this point. But I love when I read in the scriptures, and a prayer from one of the prophets or the writers will jump out to me. We can look at 1 Chronicles 4 and 10. And it's called the prayer of Jabez. Jabez, and it, it was very popular for a while. But it says, Jabez called upon God of Israel saying, oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my border and that your hand might be with me and that you would keep me from harm so that it might not bring me pain. And this is what the scripture says. And God granted what he asked. Have you ever prayed that prayer? God bless me, be with me, enlarge my territory. I know I've prayed it. It's a powerful prayer. When you look in Psalms 51, there's a prayer of repentance. David is praying and he's saying, have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. According to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with your willing spirit. There's so many prayers through the scriptures. As a matter of fact, I printed some out for you. I have them up here that I'll give you at the end today that'll just get you started. 
prayers that are in the scriptures that you can begin to pray that will expand your territory and reveal uh, God's goodness to you and his grace to you and help you even in your own life to pray over you and your family. When you look at Psalms 143 and 8, the psalmist said, cause me to hear your loving kindness in the morning for in you do I trust. Cause me to know the way in which I should walk for I lift up my soul to you. That's what prayer is. It's lifting our soul to the Lord. Oswald Chambers says prayer is the exercise of drawing on the grace of God. Jay Baxter said, men may spurn our appeals, reject our message, oppose our arguments, despise our persons, but they are helpless against our prayers. Prayer is including God in our life. It's allowing his activity and his will to be revealed to us on every level. It's not just an opportunity for me to speak, but it's a sacred moment for me to stop and listen to what God is saying to me. How many of you know God speaks? He speaks. I love what Charles Stanley said. He said, the amount of time we spend with Jesus, meditating on his word and his majesty, seeking his face, establishes our fruitfulness in the kingdom. You know why? Because the more we look at him, the more we look like him. The more we begin to act like him. We begin to reflect his glory we begin to mimic what we're seeing and what we're learning and what we know because we're being changed from faith to faith, strength to strength and glory to glory into his image. Prayers of faith must be followed by actions of faith. Tim shared a video Sunday night and there was a part in it that stood out to me and then he, um, he got up and reiterated that. And I'm going to, I'm going to say it again because I am learning in my own life how important repetition is in spiritual matters and speaking and prophesying over yourself and, and, and getting the word of God and the wisdom of God and the ways of God in your life. But he said, if we want change, we must ask for it. If we want transformation, we must believe for it. If we want revival, we must call for it. And if we want restoration, we must pray for it. It's powerful. In Isaiah 64, 1 through 4, the prophet Isaiah pleads with God in prayer to tear open the heavens and to come down in a powerful and unmistakable way, much like um, we need today. But he prays, oh, that you would rend the heavens and come down that the mountains might quake at your presence as fire burns brushwood, as fire causes water to boil, to make your name known to your adversaries, that the nations may tremble at your presence. When you did awesome things for which we did not look, you came down. The mountains shook at your presence. For since the beginning of the world, men have not heard nor perceived by the ear, nor has the eye seen any God besides you who acts for the one who waits for him. He's pleading with God to rend the heavens and to come down. I was seen a post by Dutch Sheets 
and, and it stirred my soul and it aligns with these scriptures. And he was praying, oh God, stir up our hearts that once burned with fire for revival and breakthrough, but now have settled for less. Awaken us all to your passion. May there be a roar of intercession that is released in the nation of the earth. We ask you to rend the heavens and come down. Oh, that we would pray in this day for God to move in our own soul to get us out of what we're comfortable with and what has been normal for us in, in, in being comfortable in taking a back seat. And we would ask God to do kingdom things in us and through us and in our church and in our nation. We need a kingdom move today. We need the power of God on display and he answers to prayers. Jesus taught his disciples to pray this kind of kingdom prayer and we're gonna say it together in Matthew 6, 9 and 13 through 13. This is a kingdom prayer. And they said, teach us how to pray. And he said, this is how you should pray. So I want you to say it with me as it's up on the screen. As a matter of fact, if you can stand, I want you to stand if you're up to it. If you can't, stay where you are. All right, let's do it together. In this manner, therefore, pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. I want to thank you for praying aloud with me. We're talking about being kingdom-minded in our prayer life. There are times when it is biblical and fruitful to pray out loud. I want you to hang with me because Things are about to transition, I believe, even in this room and in your life, if you'll hear what I'm about to say. Being uncomfortable to pray out loud is far too common with the church. We can shout at ball games. We can shout at our kids and our grandkids' games or at school events or other things. We can do all kinds of things out loud. But when it comes to worship and it comes to prayer, we get intimidated. But when you begin to pray out loud, you will break the spirit of intimidation over you. And sometimes you just have to exercise it. It will also stretch you outside of your comfort zone. It will shift your atmosphere from discouragement to faith when you begin to speak out over the atmosphere. It'll help you to stay focused when praying. I pray out loud, I pray quietly, but it's important. It's not only good for your spouse and your children and your grandchildren to hear you pray out loud, but it's good for you. It's quiet. It's good for you. Hosea told Israel in 14 and 2, take your words with you and return to the Lord, say to him, Take away all our iniquity, receive us graciously. Say to him. The psalmist said, I cried to him with my mouth and high praise 
was on my tongue. Psalms 142.1, David writes, with my voice, I cry out to the Lord. With my voice, I plead for mercy to the Lord. We're talking about praying out loud. Acts 4.24, they lifted their voices together to God and said, Sovereign Lord, who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything in them. There are times when prayer should involve intentional speech, verbal praying out loud. To pray quietly is good. And there's going to be many times. I probably pray quietly more than I pray out loud. But there's a time for verbal praying and verbal praise and worship. It does something. It'll do something in your life. It'll do something in the atmosphere. God could have willed the universe into existence by his thoughts, but he spoke it. He set the precedence. He was teaching us something there. He spoke it. The capacity for speech sets us apart. It's a divine-like quality. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. In prayer, we declare God's will over situations. We call prophetically for victory in situations that appear hopeless. We are, in essence, declaring the word of the Lord. That's why sometimes in my house and no one is there, I pray out loud. Sometimes in my car, I pray out loud. I certainly pray out loud here a lot. But when I pray out loud, I like to have people pray with me. Because there's something about lifting our voices before the Lord. He sits enthroned on the praises of his people. There's something powerful about it. 1 Corinthians 14, 15 says, so what shall I do? I will pray with, my spirit, with the Spirit. I will also pray with my understanding. I will sing with the Spirit, but I will also sing with my understanding. Verbal. God's word is powerful. When our voices join with God's voice echoing heaven to earth, we release heaven into the earth with our voices. Have you read, I know you've heard me say, but there are places in the scriptures in Ezekiel, um, I believe in Revelation, there's a few right now, uh, I can't think of all the places, but that his voice is like the sound of many waters. It feels the atmosphere. That's why you can preach a message to someone that's five, someone that's 50 or someone that's 80 and the spirit of God can speak to all of them through one message because his voice is like the sound of many waters. That's why Sunday when, he, when the Spirit of God began to flow through this place, there were many different needs, but his voice, like the sound of many waters, began to flow and minister from all over the building. 
So when we lift our voices and we join with the Lord, there's something that begins to happen and something that begins to shift. I love this here by Mark Batterson. Prayer turns ordinary parents into prophets who shape the destinies of their children, grandchildren, and every generation that follows just through our prayers. One of the things that stood out to me Sunday night from that video was Proverbs 15 and 8. The prayer of the upright is his delight. He, he delights in our prayers. Isn't that powerful? That's powerful. So what I want to encourage you in is not only learning to pray out loud, but whether you're praying out loud or you're praying to yourself and you're like, I, I'm not real versed in prayer. I don't know what to pray. I, I want you to, if nothing else, pray the pattern of a, the kingdom prayer of the Lord's prayer. Begin to pray it, not out of just rote memory. There is power in the Lord's prayer. It's so powerful. Pray in that way. This prayer begins with worship and it ends with worship. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And when you just start thinking about that, hallowed be thy name, you rolled out the heavens like a scroll. You ride on the wings of the wind. You are the first, the last, the beginning and the end, the one who was and is and who is to come. And you begin to just worship there. <laughs> You're my song in the night. You're the lifter of my head. In your presence is fullness of joy. So you just start there. Hallowed. <laughs> Be thy name. It's in worship that God imparts himself to us. He opens our spiritual eyes and our understanding to the things that our ears haven't heard, our, our eyes haven't seen. It hasn't entered into our hearts, the things that God has prepared for us. But the spirit of God in those moments begins to reveal the deep things of God to us because it's foolishness to this mind, to this understanding. But when we open our spirit, man, he begins to reveal the deep things of God. So start there. Hallowed be thy name. Hallowed be thy name. There's none like you, God. Then we move from worship to declaration. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's powerful. You're able to melt mountains like wax, God. Let your kingdom come to earth. <laughs> be high and lifted up. Let your kingdom come to earth. Chase down those prodigals, Lord. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. Push back the darkness, Lord. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth 
as it is in heaven. Heal that marriage, Lord. Melt that heart of stone, that hardened heart, Lord. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. <laughs> then we move from declaration to petition. Give us this day our daily bread. Lord, you know our needs. You know where we're at, what we have need of. You know, God, our frame, it's frail. You know we're prone to give in to things, but you provide all that is needed from the spiritual, the physical, the financial, the emotional. You supply it, God. From petition to repentance, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Help me not to hold on to things with other people, but the same grace that you showed me. Help me to show that to other people. Forgive me and help me to have the capacity through your love to forgive others and to walk in that forgiveness and from repentance to guidance. Do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. <sighs> lead us in the paths of righteousness for your name's sake. Cause me to hear your voice in the morning. Show me the way to walk in it. Help me to walk out of this addiction, to walk out of this struggle, to walk out of this bondage, to walk out of this anxiety, to walk out of this fear. Show me, God, the way and give me the, the ability to walk out and hear your voice. Protect my mind, protect my heart, protect my family, protect my thoughts. Guide me in the way everlasting that I can follow hard after you. And then he closes with worship. For thine is the kingdom ha, and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And that kingdom lives in you. That kingdom lives in me. Puts a whole new light on it. I want to encourage you to search out the scriptures when you're reading and praying and watch for things that you can pray over you and your family. I want to encourage you to let Holy Spirit pray through you with groanings that cannot be uttered when you don't have the words. Allow him to pray through you to build your most holy faith. Do not be afraid to yield your heart to him and let him flow through you. I want to look you in the eye and I want to say this to you. If the enemy can keep you from your prayer language, He's going to keep you confused, tell you you're not worthy. That same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. He wants to come out of you. He wants to flow out of you.
He wants to pray through you, speak through you, empower you, encourage you, refresh you. Out of your river, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. Release, release control to him. I'm going to close. Bill Johnson said, all increase in the kingdom comes through faithful stewardship of what has already been given. I'm going to, I'm going to say this again because you're, you're catching it. All increase in the kingdom comes through faithful stewardship of what you've already been given. So we're going to steward what we already know. I want you to stand with me. We're going to steward what we already know. Tina, I want you to put the Lord's Prayer back up there, if you will, for me. And we're going to start off stewarding what we know in prayer. We know the Lord's Prayer. And we know how it starts. How does it start? With worship. All right. We're going to take a minute and do that. Our Father, who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Now I want you to just take a minute and just love on the Lord. Just tell him what he means to you. Jesus, 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 what a wonder you are. You are great and greatly to be praised. There is none like you. You are the great I am. You are my strength. You're a very present help in the time of trouble. We're going to lean into you and we're going to give you all the glory because you deserve it. You deserve it, Jesus. You deserve it, Jesus. You deserve it, Jesus. Help us to steward what we've already been given. Help us not to step back and let the enemy beat us down and tell us that we're not worthy, that we're not good enough, but let us walk up right in your presence because you are good and worthy to be praised. Your kingdom come. Let's declare that. You've got some situations in your life that are too big for you. You cannot fix them. You cannot control them. But God is in control. So let's pray for his kingdom to come, his will to be done in these situations right now. Lord, we're just praying your word, your word, your kingdom come, your will be done. There are some situations that are out of our control. We can't change them. We can't stop them. We can't fix them. But God, we are asking you to divinely intervene in those affairs of ours, oh God. We're putting them in your hands. We're asking you, God, to take center stage and to move right now on our behalf, oh God. We're asking you even to move on behalf of this nation. We need you, God. We need a shift of righteousness, Jesus. Have your way. Have your way. Have your way. Have your way, Jesus. Have your way. Let's ask him to supply 
our needs right now. You know what those needs are. Lord, give us this day our daily bread. You know exactly what is needed, oh God. You know, God, the things every family is going through right now. The situations, oh God, financially, spiritually, maritally, whatever it is, oh God. Lord, we're asking you to meet the provision, oh God, that lies before each one, Jesus. We thank you. And now let's put our heart before him to check our heart, to make sure there's nothing there, no sin, no weight. Lord, we ask you to forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. We're asking you, God, to move mightily in our life, oh God, that Lord, that if there are things that don't line up with your word that are unlike you, that that you would move within our hearts and our minds, oh God, and that God, your Lord, as we place our heart before you, that you would align us, oh God, in righteousness, Lord, as we seek your kingdom and righteousness, God, that you would help us in every area of our life, Lord Jesus. And then we're going to ask him to lead us not into temptation, but to deliver us from evil. There are those that are struggling with, with strongholds and bondages. And, and it's not always just addiction. Sometimes it's mental things. Sometimes it's strongholds. And God, we're asking you right now to, Lord, uh, help us to, to just walk in your way, to walk after you, to leave the old past, uh, to trust you, oh God, to deliver us, O Lord, from the things that have held us back, O God. We thank you for grace and we thank you for mercy. We thank you for help tonight. And we're going to give you the glory. Then we're going to close out with praise tonight. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever, Lord. We honor you tonight. We thank you for the things that that have shifted in our life. We thank you for being the great I am. We thank you for being so personal and manifesting yourself to us. We thank you for loving us the way that you do and overshadowing us and protecting us and giving us life and it more abundantly. We're going to give you all the glory tonight. Thank you, Jesus. 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 I'm going to speak a, a blessing from his word, but I want, to, I want to reiterate this one thing that I said earlier because I want you to grab a hold of what you already know. Don't wait on God to do another thing in your life until you begin to do what you already know to do. Don't get frustrated at God. If you haven't felt his presence, do what you already know to do. Lord, I know sometimes we're like, Lord, show me one more thing, do one more thing. Here's the thing. He's given you everything you need to live a life of godliness and to overcome everything you need. And he will lavish his love on you But what I'm trying to say is get this down in and begin to steward what you already know so that more increase can come. Worship like you already know to worship. Serve like you already know to serve. Forgive like you already know to forgive. Love like you already know to love. Do what you already know to do. 
Steward what you already know. Pray when you don't feel like it. Worship when you don't feel like it because you're plowing up fallow ground and you may not feel like it in the moment, but great increase is gonna come to your life in the moment that you need it. So steward what you already know. And I wanna speak this over you. The Lord bless and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Give you peace.